0: And now with three
1: seconds, Gable throw it ahead to Jared Holmes, and that will do it. And Iowa State
0: sweeps Baylor and advances to the semifinals of the Big 12 tournament with a 78-72 win. Your final score, Kansas 78, West Virginia 61. You can rock. Chalk it up the Jayhawks win. Now 23-3 and in the Big 12 quarterfinal. That's it. It's in inbounded. Marcus Carr hits
2: a final shot, Texas will win it by 13, 60-47 is
0: the final score. And this one is going to run out. Hortfrocks are going to get win number 21 on the season here. They do it in the quarterfinal round of the Big 12 championship. Hortfrocks win this one, 80-67, the final score. Good morning. Good morning. So Hour
2: 2, live in Houston, Texas today. T. in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you.
0: Get inside. Get inside. Take shelter.
2: Baseball down here starting tonight. Three-game series. It's the last pre-conference weekend of baseball for Skip Johnson's team. I say it that way because we will have two other non-conference weekends ahead in the middle of conference play. But this is the last one before conference play starts. Sooners get TCU back home next weekend in the Big 12 openers. But it's Houston this weekend down here. Um, it is the return series. might remember Houston came to Norman two years ago. And uh, Oklahoma had a really good weekend against them. They swept them. Sooners did. So this is the return from that. These two teams will be conference foes next year for one year. And no idea if they'll play or not, no idea what the baseball schedule is going to look like in a 13-team league next year. That'll be very interesting, but they will both be in the Big 12 conference together. So a little bit of a preview for that uh, coming up this weekend. And I can uh, answer a couple of injury questions for you, TJ. Will Karsten is back, is scheduled to be the Saturday starter for OU down here after he skipped his start last weekend down in uh, Frisco. Tonight it'll be Cale Davis. Tomorrow, Will Karsten. Braxton Douthat expected to start Sunday's game. So the normal weekend rotation. I alluded to an injury yesterday. Uh, Wallace Clark will not play this weekend. He is down here with the team. Is not expected to miss much time at all. He has a hairline fracture on his scapula. What? Collarbone, basically. Uh, hit by a pitch. Mm. And um, it's not a, anything that you can do to fix it other than let it heal. And uh, so you just got to do that and uh, kind of a pain threshold. I was say, thing. is it
1: just a pain management thing?
2: He actually played after it happened. You remember they DH'd him. He was hurting. They I mean, didn't know exactly why. I mean, he's hurting, he got hit by a pitch, he knew that, but mm-hmm. he didn't know there was a fracture there. He was in the starting lineup to be the third baseman on uh, Tuesday against UNLV. And at the last minute, because I sent you that lineup, TJ, and at the last minute right. they changed around a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he played, but he DH'd instead of played third, and then he wasn't in the lineup at all on Wednesday, and they got it checked out, and uh, he's got a little bit of a hairline fracture there. So... He's going to miss some time, although it's, uh, I was talking to uh, some of the coaching staff last night, and they felt like maybe it was only this weekend. Like maybe he'd actually be back for TCU next weekend. So we'll see. It's not. It doesn't appear to be a serious deal and uh, obviously not too uncomfortable for him to travel or anything because he's down here with them. But in the meantime, I think you're going to see Anthony McKenzie at third base and uh Rocco Garza Gangora probably at first um and then you know i i was uh from a an offensive I, I well let me say this carefully from an offensive standpoint i think you can get a more offensive lineup on the field with Wallace Clark out you know McKenzie hits Rocco's on fire right now you can bring in a DH like a Powell or Diego or Sebastian Orduno or whatever and and Wally's bat has been just okay so far this year not a lot of power there but we know he tends to be a clutch hitter and he is so good defensively I'd rather have the defense. I, I would rather have Wallace Clark in the so lineup. He can make saying. up runs
1: just with his gloves. Yes, so, yes, 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 yes.
2: No, I definitely want him back in the lineup. But while he's out, they might be a little more offensive. They might, well, they won't be as good defensively. I, Anthony McKenzie is a tremendous athlete. That rundown the other day was was a very ugly run from third to home. Uh, so you're giving up a little bit defensively or maybe more than a little bit defensively with with Wally out of the lineup, so hopefully that didn't hurt him this weekend. But they'll be down uh, that guy. Uh, Houston, 5-7, and seven, not off to a great start. They uh, finished second in the American Athletic Conference last year, projected second this year behind East Carolina, uh, throwing a right-hander tonight. Satelli, uh, I believe is his name. Uh Cade Satelli, 0-1 with a 497 ERA. They they it's really kind of been an all-around struggle early in the season. They haven't hit for much, 255 team batting average. They haven't pitched pitched for much, 6'47 team ERA. They do steal a lot of bases, so they're speedy. And they do play good defense. This is a turf surface down here, and they're a good slick-fielding team. So that's kind of their strengths. But not a lot of home runs up and down the lineup. A couple of guys hitting above 300. You look at their numbers, and there's nothing really there that scares you uh, offensively or so far on the mound either. So... We'll see. I, I think that the, the the fear is not fear. There's no fear. I think that you've got a Houston team, a Houston university, and a baseball program here that is very excited about the future in the Big 12 and has a Big 12 foe in their yard and is eager to kind of prove that they belong. That's the dangerous thing here. I think Oklahoma's the better team going into the weekend, but Houston's got a really good program. They've been to four or five NCAA tournaments in the last decade. Uh, there's a lot of baseball talent down here, as you might imagine, and so this this will be a tough weekend. But uh, I I think Oklahoma's got the better uh, uh, the better team and should win this series. Needs to win this series. Uh, Satelli, the starter tonight, making his fourth start. He's 0-1, as I mentioned. Uh, He's got an upside-down strikeout-to-walk ratio. Uh, Nine strikeouts and 11 walks on the year. So, obviously, a guy that has struggled with control. And that's a, a red flag when you face Oklahoma because OU will make a pitcher work. I mean, they really really grind out at bats work walks get you deep in counts foul off balls and you got a guy that has a hard time consistently throwing strikes they're gonna make him pay for it so that's something to keep an eye on tonight is does the houston starter to he, is he able to throw strikes because if he's a little sideways at all oklahoma's gonna have base runners and uh then it'll be interesting Houston has not done a very good job against opposing base runners this year either. And that's another area, obviously that, that Oklahoma could, should be able to take advantage of, but the OU offense is, uh, is humming right along since a week ago, really a little over a week ago, that final game of the Ryder series where they scored 11, they've been averaging right around 10, 11 runs a game since then. And, um, Hopefully, that can continue this weekend. I, what I would really love to see, Teach, and I know you would agree with this, is a solid weekend from the starting pitchers because Big 12 play starts next weekend. And that, for me, is still very much a question mark.
1: Agree. And especially with uh, the stats you just gave with a team hitting 255. Um, you hope. I'm not worried about the offense at this point. So yeah, I hope I see a solid weekend out of those starters and kind of have some comfort going into that TCU series.
2: So I think it's coming together as to who the go-to guys are out of the bullpen. Um, you know, the uh, Carter, Carter Campbell is going to be depended on. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Carson atwoods I thought mm-hmm. I had my notes pulled up here and I don't oh here we go I can look here um I think you're figuring out who the uh aaron Weber's been really good for them jet Lotus has been really good for them mm-hmm. uh Carson Pierce has been good uh gray Harrison has been good especially as a starter the last couple of times out he might win that midweek job Jamie hit last time out looked really good and Love the idea of having a lefty out of the pin. So I think they've, they've kind of figured out all right, here's who we can rely on in high leverage situations out of the bullpen. We got five or six guys here that we trust, but you got to get it to them, you know, and you, you need five or six solid innings from your starters to get it to those guys. You can't be handing them the ball in the third. And so far, that's been a problem. And I would love to see uh, Cale Davis tonight, Will Karsten tomorrow, Braxton Douthat on Sunday, make a good, solid five, six-inning start. I don't think with this this offense you have to go throw shutouts. I mean, I'll take it, but just go out there and have a nice, solid five, six innings, let your offense jump out in front, and then hand it over to the bullpen, and instead of there being a Trevin Michael to slam the door shut, they're going to match it up the rest of the way. You've got a couple of lefties out there. you got a couple of righties. And Skip's going to go just kind of match it up over the finish line. But that's what I'm really, more than anything else, eager to see this weekend is if I can come away, if we can all come away from Houston feeling better about the starting weekend rotation.
1: Yeah, and they're getting to the point of the season now where you can't start stretching them out like that. Some of the stuff may have been a precautionary, you know, pitch limits count, you know, as the guys were getting uh, their stamina about them and kind of getting built up there. But now you're getting into that point of the season. You want to see them go in that five, six innings because you mentioned Carter Campbell. It seems like he's been dependent on a lot early on here and to go multiple innings. And you would hope that he's not uh, in a situation where on a weekend you're needing him two or three times to go in there for multiple innings. So. Yeah, that, that's. And I think you get to that point of the season, you'll start seeing those guys be able to go five and six.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the situation with, is with Karsten. They might have him on a pitch yeah, that, limit. That's true. That's true. Coming back from an injury. But yeah, it'll help uh, Carter Campbell if they feel like they can depend on Jamie Hitt, too. If they've got another lefty down there that they feel like uh, that'll take a little of the workload off of carter campbell and certainly by the way jamie looked on uh, the midweek i don't i think they're definitely are going to use him this weekend because he was very good but all right so uh there you go that's what i know right now uh we our booth is very close to the backstop uh so probably the home plate umpire is going to be able to hear me all weekend it's a i've been told i've been out there but eric hallier sent me a picture last night it's a it's a nice visiting radio booth i'm going to be hanging out with eric and I think probably the home umpire is going to be able to hear every critical thing I say about him all weekend long. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I expect we'll have good crowds. The weather's nice in the, in the 80s uh, every day down here. I mean, there's going to be night games, so we're probably going to be playing in the 70s. But no rain in the forecast. Weather looks nice. It's going to rain a little bit this afternoon, but it's going to clear out before game time. And uh, I would think, I think we'll have some crowds. I mean, I don't I, you know, I don't know what Houston's basketball team, they're in the American Athletic Conference Tournament, and they're the number one-ranked team in the country. So maybe if they're playing at the same time as a baseball game, it'll keep some of the crowd away. I don't know about that. But
1: I think it'll be a fun weekend. Uh, a huge Sooner fan base down there in Houston, so maybe it's a quite, yeah. a, quite a few Sooner fans That's in a good that point. crowd. So.
2: That's a good point. It, 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 some of you listen to our show. So come on out one or two or three of the games this weekend. Call your Sooner friends, the Sooner Club of Houston down here. Let them know. Let's get some uh, Crimson and Cream support down here for the boys. Break time. We'll get to your text messages next. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. Toby and TJ back with the T-Row in the morning show. This show brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino. You can find me there later today. Yeah! <laughs> and that guy. And the old man, Mike Steely. They'll all, we'll all be there. I won't be there the entire time they're there, but small window. You will get a glimpse of me if you want to head over to Riverwind today. If Great uh, lucky, gaming. You'll see TJ. That's right. Great gaming. Great gaming. Uh, right there at the Riverwind Casino. Maybe I try it's my TJ's fault and leave a billionaire. Maybe one of those progressive losses up to a billion. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, my apologies if you've already covered this, but what is the timeline for college basketball players to enter and exit the transfer portal, and what changes, if Hmm. any, are being made to the portal process?
2: I don't know uh, the portal window for basketball. I apologize. I could probably uh, Google it up here while we're talking. We'll Google it up. Um, the changes that were made. I know for football, they tried to more specifically. What is that? You know, a
1: second. It's Houston, man. Constance. There's always that. It's you know, yeah, aliens uh, that, that are uh, okay. with their space program and stuff living there. You know, you gotta you gotta be careful. There's all kinds of
2: things going on in Houston. Um they tried to well they didn't try to. They did make specific windows, shortened it up there where you have to if you're gonna hit the transfer portal, it's gotta be between here and here, and between here and here. So that at least coaches would have a better idea um of you know who they were gonna have and not have. Um here we go. Uh that's football. I got a transfer portal page here. Um. Read another text while I'm looking at this, Teach. Uh, look at Toby pulling a Mike Gundy
1: to get a raise. LOL. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I leverage leverage. What Mike's the king yeah. of it. You know what else I found? Uh, leveraging that, and we we teased about you uh, not being able to handle the cowbell. I found out too uh, after that. Uh, someone said. Uh, they've got now an app there that you don't even have to bring the bell with you. It's an app that you put on your phone and you shake your phone. No and it way. It sounds like the cowbell and it has a picture of the cowbell. <laughs> so they said everybody's just shaking their phones now. And
2: uh, I said, man, That's that was funny. a genius idea. <laughs> Whoever came up with that. Okay, here we go. Basketball Portal opens March 13, which is Monday. And runs through May 11. So basically, you got two months there to uh, hit the portal. So maybe, you know, starting Monday, then you could potentially hear about basketball players. Now, I'm not talking about OU. I hope that's not the case. But I'm just saying, in general, uh, starting Monday, March 13th is when the portal opens for basketball. According to this article I'm reading, which looks like a legitimate article. Written by a a journalist who probably got free food. What a jerk. Uh, We like OU
1: Media. Boomer! That's from Ralph in Tulsa. He likes you.
2: Uh, Please do not lump me in with all OU Media, TJ. I don't. You do it to yourself, I think.
1: You get mad at me if I say I'm not a part of them. Now, you can't back out of there. You are. You are a part of them. You just try not to be. Oh, I try really hard. Uh, turned on the ref app a minute ago. I thought you guys were replaced by a country station. Now nah, just bumper music, uh, Kendall. Just bumping back with some Luke Combs, <laughs> uh, Houston song. Toby's in Houston, so. Um, good morning, TJ and Antonio. Oh, good morning. And then they correct themselves and say Toby. <laughs> Nice. Hey, tell OU Architect to redesign the Lloyd Noble Center for free. Thank you. Get busy on that, OU Architect.
2: Yes. Do something useful.
1: I took some architectural drawing in high school. Mr. Ames class. I can help you out. Or is this a text? No, I did. Uh, I can help you out there if you
2: need some help. Huh? Did you... Did you think maybe that was gonna be your career path or was it just an interesting class? It was an interesting class, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, so
1: it possibly could have been if it wasn't for all the math and everything else you gotta do. Right. I would have designed a building, the that... walls would have been falling over and <laughs> crumbling down roofs and <laughs> I didn't add what that was... correctly,
2: dad it. What was it, uh what was George Costanza's name? Um his architect name? Oh. oh Art Vandelay was the... Uh, Art Vandelay, that's yeah, it, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Art Vandelay was the name he used for everything. Right, Vandelay Industries. He wanted to be an architect. <laughs> Vandelay Industries, yes. Uh,
0: that's
1: uh, a cool gig, man. Kids, I'm jealous of kids, architects. That's, uh, a, cool that's a, uh, a, a sitcom that was on in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, George character. No, you was a, was you a know what you get to use?
2: If you're an architect. You get to use a protractor. That's for right. those things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. School. You get everybody have to go buy a protractor, and then they stab each other with the pointy end of their protractors. What was the yeah. name you of the guy on PBS
1: that built the houses and stuff? And they would have the shows with him on it. Oh man, Bob Villa? It may have been Bob. Yeah, I think that's who it was. Uh, our uh, Villa, our, Villa, our, right? our teacher loved him And he would always had the TV running with episodes Oh, this is a great episode, guys <laughs> We're going to watch this in class today Bob designs a shed for a backyard <laughs> <laughs> uh, It all boils down to folks uh, Folks hate mainstream media So anybody that writes or is talking uh, Talking head draws uh, their ire for sports or otherwise Plus, we just want to complain. Everything is easy. Sitting on the other side of the fence.
2: Well, that's true. It's yeah. it's political media. It's true. Sports media. It doesn't matter. Um, well, I get it. There's there's like a columnist or a sports show host or whatever that you don't like. We all we all have one of those. But like most of the people at a game are people who you've never heard of before, who are writing for hometown papers or whatever the case may be, and are just trying to do their job. That's all. You don't know most of them. You know? I mean, you don't hate them all. You hate the two that have written something or said something about your team that you disagree with. Uh, The rest of them are just working folks, trying to earn a paycheck. That's it.
1: That was like uh, I saw a headline with Seth Rogen yesterday. He wanted to let film critics know that when they gave negative reviews to his movies that it was hurtful and uh, it was hard for him to get past uh, when he gets a negative review. So he wanted them to be nicer to him with their film reviews.
2: <laughs> that ought to work. <laughs> should go over well with everyone. Yeah, I, I see that. No way that doesn't work.
1: I get free firearms training uh, just for people to tell me that we should follow the U.K. police model and not carry them. <laughs> Is
2: this a police officer? That <laughs> was a
1: police officer. Is that your wife? That was not my wife. This is from a 918-er. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it made me laugh, though. Uh, speaking of arenas reducing amenities, why did play-by-play members and journalists stop wearing suits? COVID. Um... Some still do. Barry Trammell's still in a suit a lot of the time. Not. Not as much, no. now that I think about it. No.
2: I would say football, that's never been the case. Baseball, that's never been the case. Basketball, my first five years or so, I would occasionally wear a suit. If it was a big game, NCAA tournament, that kind of stuff, I would wear a suit. But basketball varies wildly. You still will have a guy, like Brian Haney calls a game in a jacket. Tony Caridi calls a game in a sport coat. Most of us wear pullovers or sweaters or whatever the case may be. So there's just kind of a wide range of what is acceptable in basketball. I guess it's because you're down courtside why some people feel it's different. Um, I'm just talking about the play-by-play guys. Uh, Everybody else is, you know, if you're a working media member, Barry always wears a sports coat. Most of them will just wear a button-up shirt or whatever. So, I don't know. I mean, I think back in the day, you know, you look back at the forties and fifties when every everybody that's even going to a game is wearing a wearing a suit. You know, you see those crowd pictures of old baseball games or boxing matches or whatever. And everybody in the crowd's wearing a hat and a suit, and they're it's it's an event and it's just more relaxed now. But uh, I don't wear a suit because I find it uncomfortable. And um, I don't have to. But still, if it was a big game, like if we were in the NCAA tournament or the Final Four or whatever, I'd probably suit up for that.
1: Uh, Back and forth to Chicken and Pickle yesterday. I got to listen to a lot of your friend Brian Haney yesterday. Yeah? What would you think? I've got no comment. Okay. Toby, the scapula is not the collarbone. That's the clavicle. I see
2: well where's the scapula? Isn't it up is it, Well that'd, is be it scalp, it? that'd be the scalp, wouldn't it? Shoulder blade? I don't know. Shoulder bl- scapula shoulder blade? <laughs> the scalp? I don't know. No no no. Scapula. <laughs> uh they're saying it's the up platform. there somewhere. It's up in the it's He's up got, that got area something somewhere. he got hit
1: by a pitch with. It's got a hairline.
2: I was told scapula. So I I think maybe So did
1: he uh, turn and
2: it hit him in the shoulder blade maybe, maybe? Maybe maybe that's the backside there. Maybe that's the shoulder blade. I don't know. Somebody out there, doctor, help us. And we'll end on this text. Oh, oh, you pitching sucks.
1: Bunch of yous there
2: on this text. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's read the news when we come back on a Friday morning. We'll tell you what's going on around the world next on the T Row in the Morning
0: Show. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. And up to the minute commentary from one of journalism's most trusted voices. Five-time winner of the Buckeye News Hawk Award. Is that new? I just had it made. Very nice. I like it. Now
1: here.
2: Les Nesman and the news. Good morning. Yes. Yes. Ah, Now, I like that. You talk about things kids don't have any idea about. WKRP in Cincinnati, right? (laughs) No clue. (laughs) No clue about that. Les Nesman. Now, that's when we were first introduced to Lonnie Anderson, TJ. As a youngster. That's true. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Hold on. Let me think. Uh, It is time. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe. No, I was just thinking about Lonnie Anderson. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It is time to read the news on this Friday, March the 10th.
0: What do
2: you think about my new stinger today, TJ? Well, it didn't repeat itself, so that's an improvement. So far, so Good. Uh, Bill Self will miss the entire Big 12 tournament after being hospitalized in Kansas City. More details have come out after we found out yesterday he would not coach their opening quarterfinal game yesterday. There were some reports that he had had a heart attack. However, Kansas has come out and refuted those reports, saying he is being... uh, held in a local facility, and that it was not a heart attack. He, quote, underwent a standard procedure that went well, is expected to make a full recovery, and they shot down erroneous reports that Self had had a heart attack. What's a standard pro- standard procedure that went well, TJ? What do you think that means? Um, Maybe there was
1: just some blockage and they put a stint in. Yeah. I don't know. Norm I mean, obviously Roberts it was filled an emergency, in. so it wasn't like this was planned. He didn't schedule something for the uh, weekend of the Big 12 tournament. So it was something they found out. So it's not like sure.
2: totally safe, I don't think. No, no, no. Yeah, something happened. Uh Norm Roberts filled in. Grady Dick was asked after the game about Norm Roberts' coaching style and he said, "Quote, honestly, there was a little less yelling." End quote. <laughs> Patrick Ewing is out of a job. The long-time, well, the short-time Georgetown head coach, all-time Georgetown great, didn't get it done on the sidelines, and they've had to fire him. This is the thing I always talk about, TJ. It's never a good idea to hire one of your all-time greats. It just... It makes it so awkward when it's time to break up. It seems like such a fun idea when you're about to hire Josh Heupel as your offensive coordinator. It seems like such a fun idea when you're about to hire Nebraska, TJ. Help me out, Nebraska. Scott Frost. Scott Frost. Right? Perfect marriage. How could that not work? He's one of our all-time greats. But when it goes badly you are in the incredibly awkward situation of having to fire someone whose name is in your rafters and that's what georgetown now has had to do with patrick ewing but they weren't winning games teach so alan iverson is that who they'll go after next you think logical choice that's got to
1: be i mean that seems like a great baby
2: mutumbo Mutombo. no 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 Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah are being courted by the Big 12. Sounds like it might be getting close to happening. The report says the Big 12 is primed to add those four Pac-12 schools. Dennis Dodd, from the very top of the building, writing this story, TJ, yesterday, Um. Talks have heated up between the Big 12, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Bill Self says Arizona's the key school here that they want. Arizona. What do you think, TJ? Does that boost the Big 12 conference if you add those four? I'll just tell the Big 12
1: this. Sometimes it's a negative to add. That's the end of my statement.
2: In this situation, would that be the case? Because I don't do, think it would be.
1: I think outside of Utah, ahead. who's had a nice little run here recently. What does that do at all to bolster yourself football-wise? Which is, I realize there's a lot of other considerations here, but that's the main priority, and it does nothing for you as far as that goes. Disagree.
2: Ooh, uh. One, it is a massive blow to the Pac-12.
1: Well, the Pac-12 is so gone. So you're anyway. basically,
2: yeah. you're killing the Pac-12, basically, and um, and you're declaring we're one of the conferences to be dealt with, uh, one of the, the four now. And you get Deion Sanders at least right now. You get Prime in your conference, which is a big national story. Now that might go away in a couple of years. I don't yeah. know, but at least right now, Colorado was relevant. And in basketball, you get Arizona, and you know Utah's had some nice teams in the past, but Arizona's the monster there. So, I mean, I think it's fine. I think it's kind of more schools that fit in with the level of schools you have now.
1: Yeah, which they're, is they're yeah, just they the new, pretty you know, good schools. Yeah, they're just the new Mountain West whack, whatever you want to label them
2: as. Sure, you're being mean. You're being mean. They don't hot. have a monster. <laughs> right. No, I mean, they're not the Mountain Way. You don't have a football monster. You don't have Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma. Still you don't a great have basketball conference. Tremendous. Yeah. And you've got a bunch of pretty good football schools. So, But I think the big thing here is you deliver a death blow to the Pac-12 if you pull this off. Uh Your mark, making things happen, TJ. A lot of people have been texting this morning, hey, what time does Leeds play this weekend? Uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Leeds and Brighton. Uh, That game will be at Elland Road. Thanks to everyone who's reached out. Luka's hurt. He has injured one of his heavy legs. Let's go to our Dallas Mavericks correspondent. TJ, what's the status of Luka
1: Doncic? He's got a bad thigh. He says it hurts pretty bad, that it's a. Uh, he's worried about it. It's the last I saw, so that concerned me. And mm-hmm. I. Uh, so immediately when I saw this yesterday and what it was, I was like, great, I'm getting a heavy-legged joke tomorrow from Toby Rowland. And I was correct. <laughs> I get to mark that on my bingo card.
2: Kevin Durant will miss two to three weeks with his ankle injury, which is going to bump him right up against the end of the season. This is going to be interesting with the Phoenix Suns to you know, see what kind of uh, chemistry they've got going into the postseason. It might not take them long to kind of incorporate him, but this is not what they were hoping for, obviously. An uncontested injury, a non-contact pract- uh, warm-up roll-your-ankle injury, high ankle sprain, Expected to keep Katie Katie out two to three weeks.
1: Not a good situation for Luca Katie. You got LeBron in his situation. All this happening right as you're going into the playoff stretch and into the playoffs with some major stars starting to yeah. go down.
2: Yeah, and that does the SGA mean the doors has been in and out. You
1: know, so yeah.
2: You know, oh, but he's fine. The doors wide open for the Thunder to win the West is what you're saying.
1: Win the West, well, get that playoff spot. Yeah, they're they're right there.
2: And finally tiger woods has girlfriend problems i'm sure you've seen this story by now if not erica herman is her name ex-girlfriend now who is suing tiger accusing him of tricking her into leaving his florida mansion under the guise of going on a short vacation (laughs) here's how this worked kind of genius Tiger convinced Erica Herman to pack a suitcase for a short vacation and meet him at the airport. When she arrived at the airport, they were told by Tiger's posse that she had been locked out of the house and that they were done. Um, Herman says she deserves money for this because they had a verbal agreement That she could stay at the mansion for 11 years. And she still has five years remaining on this verbal agreement. So $30 million is what she feels like she's entitled, TJ. For those five years, she's going to have nowhere to live. I would love to know this conversation that took place that 11 was the number of years that was agreed upon. (laughs)
1: Look... I realize you're going to dump me at some point. I need to have somewhere to live. Well, what do you think is fair after I dump you? Um, 11 years? All right, yeah. If you think what you need a, a, a place weird for 11 number, years, right? sure, I'll give
2: you 11 years. Honey, I love you so much. How? I'm never going to break up with you. I promise you, no matter what happens in our relationship, you can live here at least for 11 years. <laughs> I'm not saying Tiger's the
1: easiest guy to get along with if you're in a relationship with him. We've found out yeah. that's not the case. But how much crazy are you packing in those bags if he's <laughs> setting up a fake vacation and sending you to the airport just to get you out of the house? Yeah.
2: You think I could just ask her to leave? No, Tiger, no, you can't. You well, cannot, Tiger. <laughs> how how can we get it done? Why don't you tell her you're taking her to uh, Turks and Caicos? <laughs> <laughs> then get her to pack. She will pack up all her stuff, but she'll pack up most of her stuff then. You know how many bags she brings when you guys travel. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Tell her we're going to go to Turks and Caicos, bring, bring all her bags. <laughs> and that's the news for this Friday,
0: March the 10th. Back after this. The word is spreading. And the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the K-Ref app.
1: WTJ and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino, OKC's number one gaming destination. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Beats and Bites schedule is out. Lots of great acts coming up this summer for the uh, big Beats and Bites events, including Mark Chestnut, Gary Allen, 38 Special, Blue Oyster Colt, um... I thought there was one other. Gin blossoms, maybe. So uh, be looking forward to those maybe. Uh, events. Maybe. That's what you said. Maybe. Yeah, it was maybe, though. I think that's right. We'll say it was. Air Comfort Solutions text line. TJ, some other good uh, bumper music is uh, that's Houston themed is Houston Means I'm Only One Day Closer to You by the Gatlin Brothers. Thank you, Jim and Arlington. Okay. I used it several times yesterday as the show oh. Open Bumper Music. But we'll look into that.
0: Get inside.
1: Get inside. Take chopper. <laughs> and you want to be my latex salesman.
2: Save Vandalay! Save Vandalay!
1: <laughs> uh, that's great. Hey, Toby. Yeah. Speaking of George, the jerk store called, and they're running out of you.
2: That's right. <laughs> That's right. (laughs) Tell them the jerk store called, and they're all out of you. That's the line. Oh, yeah? Well, I hear you're their all-time bestseller.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I could do that all day. Uh, Toby, how do the SEC announcers dress?
2: (laughs) I don't know. We're going to find out. We're about to find out. I want to say exactly the same as the Big 12 announcers. But I don't know. I bet there's some veterans who have been in the game for a long time who wear a coat. And I bet there's some young whippersnappers who wear a quarter zip or a golf shirt or whatever. But that's how it is. John Brooks wore a tux. He did? Right, yeah. he did. He did. You've discussed doing is this that. A, 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 are there people out there that? I mean, is the point of this that they feel like I should be calling the game in a suit? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's, people for a
1: long time have got tried to get you to do one near or on New Year's Eve in the tux, and you've even talked about yeah. possibly doing that. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if that this is meaning they. Well, how think did you're this a topic slop. get brought
2: up today? Um. Somebody asked about why. Media White members guys and play-by-play suits, guys don't uh, wear jackets. suits anymore. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right, break time, top of the hour. Uh, KJ Kindler joins us live. Her team in action Sunday night in the LNC against Arizona State. We will talk to the head coach next.